Well, Merry Christmas. There, there was something very biblically inaccurate about that portrayal. That sign that said uh, Berglund Family Inn. I'm pretty sure my family doesn't go that, back that far. But, um, but I want that sign for sure. Um, how cute. I could uh, almost just pray and say, we had our worship service this morning. It was fun to see the kids and uh, see the Christmas story, right? Have you been happy holidayed this week? I got it a couple more times, and I, and I Merry Christmas them back. And uh, I hope that you're excited and moving forward towards that holiday, and you're looking forward to being nice to your family and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, I hope you're um, getting together and uh, cook something, eat something, and the whole thing. Um, Christmas can be a difficult time, yeah, for some people. I remember some difficult Christmases. First one, my parents were divorced, right? Uh, maybe for others, uh, first time you were like real sick. Uh, first time maybe you were divorced. There's all kinds of uh, first time without a job, and now you're heading into the holidays. Uh, first Christmas without that one relationship. You know, someone passed, or, you know, those, they can be tough. Um, we think of the Christmas story in the Bible as this fun, happy, everything's great story. And the kids do a great job of portraying it. But you know, in the real Christmas story, there's a lot of fear. And they need a lot of favor to get through it. And we eventually ended up at fortune out of that. And so uh, in our Christmas series, we're calling it Fear, Favor, and Fortune. The, the real road to Christmas, the difficulties, the anxiety, the obstacles, and how do you get through them? Last week, we talked about Mary and uh, the brand new set of information that, hey, you're going to be pregnant, and this is going to be a challenge, and her having to mentally do the gymnastics of getting through that. And so uh, this week, we're going to continue uh, on the way to Bethlehem. And we're going to get into that story. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 20. And that'll be our passage for this morning. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and look down at that uh, in a minute. And everything will be up on the screen. You can follow along that way. Uh, but uh, let me please open in prayer. And then we'll jump in. All right. Lord, thanks for this morning. Thanks for the kids. Uh, for children's program and Gene McGrogan. And uh, for what a great time for us. And uh, Lord, we pray for Jean as she is uh, not well and had to sit out today. And I pray, Lord, for recovery and uh, quick recovery, as well as full recovery. Uh, but Lord, I pray you be with us mostly now as we get into your word, as we hear about you and us, uh, and mostly your son. And so I pray this time would honor you in light of the Christmas uh, season and draw attention and glory to your son. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. All the world should be registered. Remember a few minutes ago, the little stand right here? Register here, right? Uh, they all had to go uh, to their town of origin. Um, now, now this, is, this is good writing. 
Good storytelling. This is how we know uh, that there's a God who has a sense of humor and, and he's a little bit of fun. Last chapter, what did he tell Mary? Surprise, you're having a baby. Not just any baby, but the baby, all right? Uh, here, God kind of shows up in the chapter two and says, surprise, we're going to travel pregnant. You know, nobody ever talks about that. The fact that not only did Mary have this surprising information, but then all of a sudden she has to travel pregnant. Have anybody traveled pregnant? Guys, don't raise your hands. Okay. <laughs> anybody traveled with someone who was pregnant? Okay, guys, this is your turn. All right. Going through the airport with the, the kid's cart and the pack and play and, and the seven bags and not all of them smell good. You know, the amount of work and then the crying and the whole thing. Um, they did it on donkeys or by foot. All of a sudden, they're up in, you know, uh, Nazareth area, Galilee area, somewhere up uh, north, and they've got to travel down to Bethlehem, just on the outskirts of Jerusalem. Uh, if you've been to Israel, that's a drive. Uh, from Sea of Galilee down to Bethlehem, that's a drive today, right? For them, they had to walk. And it's, well, kind of interesting how quickly we pass over that part of the story. Um, because the focus of the story is uh, Jesus coming to town and there's going to be a birth. And we get to the end of this story where we wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lay him in a manger. You saw Mary, how, how well she did the swaddling, right? And the delivery, the delivery was amazing, right? I, I want that. So when life gets rough, I want this kind of story where you just show up. All I need is a little balloon and a, a needle and we're done. Move on to the next thing. Um, we know that that was much more difficult, right? Anybody spent time with a woman in the third trimester? Or how about the ninth month? I had a friend who said there should be like a, like a hotel that just pampers women in the ninth month. They just send them there and they can have their feet rubbed and everything smells nice and you know all the massages and the whole thing and I thought that's a brilliant idea uh, so uh, Caesar Augustus says let's have a registry and this was the first one when Quirinius was governor of Syria or right before Quirinius became governor of Syria as he was about to take charge okay any of those of you who like to get into history and look that stuff up and then want to email me later about whether this was accurate or not glad we got that out of the way. Uh, verse three, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. This is why they went to Bethlehem, because uh, that's where Joseph's family is from. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, Sea of Galilee area, right? From the town of Nazareth, northwest of Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David. And we talked about that a little bit, that uh, Joseph was tribe of Judah, and Mary was uh, tribe of Levi. Uh, and they went to be married, he went to be married, or, or registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So now we know she was traveling pregnant, right? Imagine the fear of that, the difficulty. The way to Bethlehem just became a little more difficult, right? And watch this. And while they were there, 
The time came for her to give birth. Ooh, now we know. Not only was it the third trimester or the ninth month, we're at the very end, right? Because it's time for her to give birth. Um, any guesses on whether that was easy? Not easy, right? That was a sarcastic question, right, Scott? Yeah, it was. Um, why'd you do it? Good question. She gave birth to her firstborn son, verse 7, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them at Scott's house. <laughs> at, the, at the end. That's a joke for those of you whose video was blurred out during the YouTube because we got little cute faces and we're not putting them over the internet. But the sign that might have been too blurred out for those of you on the internet said, Berglund Inn right? Um, so that's the joke. Uh, and this is the story we hear, right? Uh, so not only did you travel pregnant, you traveled at the end of your pregnancy. And then when you arrived, no hotel. I love that when they went to the inn and they talked to the innkeeper, what'd the kids say? Go sleep with the animals, <laughs> right? Try being Joseph and making that sale, right? Comes back out to the donkey. Hey, Joseph, what'd they say? Well, uh, bad news, hud. <laughs> they said we have to sleep with the donkeys. You know, <laughs> what? Um, th this is a bad deal. We think of Christmas, we think of uh, Jesus and this uh, wonderful experience, and there is. Uh, but there's a human side to it, too. You know, what did Mary have to go through? What did Joseph have to go through? We're going to get into that next week where Mary has to tell Joseph, hey, surprise, I have a child. And what's that like? Brent's going to bring that to you next week. Um, but the human side of Christmas isn't always easy. Um, and that is why we have Christmas. We have Christmas because the human side is not easy. Even today, amen? We still have difficulty today. And the question is, what is the value of Christmas? What is the value of Easter, if not to help us deal with the difficult? And so I love, uh, I love Mary's approach, and it, it's such a good approach. There's no mention of any complaint, right? Now, if this was a guy, he would have complained the whole way, and we would have heard about it a whole bunch, right? In the same region, verse 8, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for how many people? Okay. Uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen? And this will be a sign for you. This is how you'll know. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly what there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Good news. Fun, right? When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Cool story. Let's get back to the sheep. No, they said, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. The shepherds kind of had a similar situation to Mary. They're told of something that needs to happen, but it's happening over there. And the question is, do you want to stay here or do you want to go there? There's a choice to make. Uh, I love that the shepherd story goes right after Mary's story, and it's a kind of subtle thing in the background. Mary had to make a choice to travel pregnant with her husband right as she's about to give birth, and then go stay in a less than opportune environment. Shepherds get uh, presented with a similar kind of scenario. Hey, I know this sounds a little weird, but see the star and you see everything going on. If you go down to Bethlehem, you're going to see this thing, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, it takes a measure of faith. Uh, for us, uh, in our culture, we think of faith as something you think. In their culture, faith was something that you did. If you thought it, you did something about it. Mary thought that she believed the angel and what had been told to her, so she did something about it. She packed up with Joseph, and she went, and she traveled really far. Uh, great example to us. Uh, shepherds do so on a smaller scale, but we're here. Something's happening over there. Let's make a decision and go be part of it. Um, folks, that's how life works. That's how faith works. That's how our relationship with God works. Uh, did something happen on Christmas? Absolutely. Did something happen on Easter? Absolutely. What are you willing to do to get close to it? How are you pursue it? Love that. All who heard it, verse 18, wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's a commentary, folks. Why is it that she made the decision that she made? Because of her mindset? Because of her faith? Uh, if you get your outline out, put, uh, flip it over to the back. At the top, it says Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And then it says probably the way to Bethlehem. And then there's a verse right there. Which verse from this passage did we give you today? We gave you this one. Why? Because Mary treasured up all these things, pondered them in her heart. She was working on it in her head. She was working on it in her heart. What an example. Great example to get up and walk from Galilee down to Bethlehem to go give birth. Great example of the shepherds to believe it and go check it out. But how does that happen? Long before it happens on a walk or an arrival at a destination, it has to happen up here. And it has to happen here. And somehow we got to connect the two, right? Because um, God only works up here or only works here? No. He works in a, in a, it's a very theological phrase. Most people don't use it very much, but you should. Um, in cahoots. Right? They're, they're in cahoots. Right? So use that from now on. Um, she pondered them in her heart because she was the type that said, oh, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to try this. I'm going to gamble on it. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to believe it. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Did, did they leave... Um, disappointed. Oh, shucks. It would, could have been so awesome. No, how does it say they left? It doesn't say they just left. It gives us a little commentary on how they left. Why? So that we know they were rewarded for their effort. 
angel shows up, you're going to be a little afraid. You get a little favor out of that because they give you some information. Now you got a choice to make. You make the right choice and you get the fortune. They got to glory and praising. And starting on the path to knowing really who God is. See, the way to Bethlehem is really the way to God. It's just the first phase of the journey. How much of it will you believe? How much of it will you act on? Because that's one of the great things we get out of the story of Christmas. And the first two stories we get come from the same lady. Well, may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. And may he bless it even more after a children's program. Love that. Uh, Let's get through a couple little things here um, and then we'll be on our way. Uh, On the way to Bethlehem, three things we want to understand about that is, is that journeys are, well, they're costly. Have you ever talked to somebody, they would go, went on vacation. Hey, where'd you go? Oh, we went on vacation. Uh, oh, really? Uh, how was it? Oh, it was good. We, we uh, caught a flight and then we rented a hotel and then we went on uh, a little tour and da, da, da. That all sounds like fun. Yeah? Say yes. Does it sound expensive? Yes. Oh my goodness. Plane flights, hotel rooms, tours and what? We swam with the dolphins and all I can think of is, yeah, now you're poor. <laughs> right? Those dolphins took all your money. Um, And they can be great experiences. But every journey costs you something. It's like my dad told me in my whole life, ain't no such thing as free. Free does not exist. In fact, he used to tell me, and jokingly, and this, just have fun with it, okay? Don't get all weird. There's two F words we never use. Free and fair. They're both dirty four-letter F words. There's no such thing as free. There's no such thing as fair. We don't do those two words. Journeys are costly. Mary knew this. If she didn't, she sure figured it out, didn't she? She's doing this with a guy she's worried about because he's worried. And they're uncomfortable. No matter the journey, right? I just um, picked up somebody from the airport. What was my first question? How was your flight? Right? Why? How did you know that? That's a common thing. Why do we ask that? Because we know journeys are uncomfortable. Right? Because airlines are milking every penny out of you by jamming your knees up against the person in front of you. Right? And then they make it worse by giving them the tilt back option to even take more of your room. Uh, Journeys are uncomfortable. I mean, I don't even want to tell any stories of, of... traveling with the baby bag and the baby Bjorn and the baby backpack and the baby diapers and the diaper genie and the stroller (laughs) and the pack and play and the food and the little jars that if you eat, you you feed them too many of the orange ones, their skin starts to turn orange. Do you know this? (laughs) I know this. How do I know this? Because journeys are uncomfortable, folks. Hey, what's happened to the kid? I don't know. Talk to the doctor. What'd you been feeding him? Well, this, 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 and this. Oh, they're all orange. That's why he looks that way. <laughs> oh, give him some more of the green stuff or the yellow stuff or whatever. True story. Actually happened. <clears throat> the other two kids did just fine, by the way. Um, journeys are costly and uncomfortable and most importantly, a choice. And here's the sad reality. You have the choice for your journey 
to just stay right where you are. Mary had that choice, and would she have missed out? Absolutely. Would God have had his Savior without Mary? Absolutely. Every day and twice on Sunday. Would God have had his story if the shepherd stayed with the sheep? Absolutely. God would have found a way. God always wins. He's undefeated. Mary and the shepherds got to be a part of it because they made a choice. It's going to be costly. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I have the choice, and I choose. Rather than sit where I am, play it safe, play it easy, blame someone else, or find a distraction, I'm going to go. I'm going to go figure it out. I love that about this story. Regardless of the difficult, especially for this woman, I can't imagine, literally, I can't imagine what it's like to be pregnant or travel pregnant. The fear that comes into that and the discomfort and the whole thing. And she says, I don't care if it's on foot or on the back of a donkey, we're going to get there. Uh, number two. Where am I? Oh, here we go. Uh, where we find favor is in the search. Oh, we're going back one. We find favor in the search. One more. One. One more. Just, I can't. We find favor in the... Oh, could you imagine if church ended that way? <laughs> I don't know. There was favor out there and we never got it. He with... We had to search for it. That's good, Doc. Um, uh, is the favor at the end of the journey or during the journey? The you know, fact that they make it there. I wonder what a Jewish girl thinks when an angel comes to her and says, uh, behold, I give you tidings of great joy. You're going to be with the son. We're going to call him Jesus. He's going to be the king and the ruler. He's going to be this Messiah. And then a couple days later, Augustus says, hey, uh, I need to go to Bethlehem. And that little Jewish girl might have known Micah, 5-2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. If she knew that prophecy, which she probably did, good guess. And all of a sudden, not only is she having a baby, not only is Joseph staying with her, but now they're going down to Bethlehem. Ooh. Scary. This is starting to make sense because kings only come from the tribe of Judah, but we're going to Bethlehem. Whoa. How do you make sense of that? Prophecy. Rulers coming from Bethlehem, and, but that's not Judah, which means God gets to break the rules. Doesn't it? What if God were to break the rules in your favor? How would you know? By choice. By choosing to follow, by choosing to act, and then during your search, you'd find a favor. How God does things in your favor. Amen? Uh, Mary and the, and the shepherds figured that out. So uh, that's the one. I, I love this one. But uh, lastly, uh, faithfulness. When we're faithful in this process, faithfulness leads us to God. 
as a fortune. I said it earlier, it's, it's the way to Bethlehem, but it's really Bethlehem is the beginning steps to the way to God. She believes, acts on it, so does Joseph. He doesn't get much billing today, but he will next week. Uh, the shepherds believe, they act on it, and fortune comes out of it. How's that happen? It happens out of the attitude of that verse, nine, uh, was it uh, 19 that I gave you on the top of your outline, to have that perspective of who God is and what do I need to do to be part of the equation, part of the process. And in that pursuit, when you make those choices to follow God, stick to his statutes, his precepts, uh, his priorities, God starts playing those things out for you in great ways. Remember how the shepherds left? I stopped us, I pointed out. It doesn't say they just left. It says they left glorifying and praising God. What did Mary's actions do for those shepherds? It gave them the opportunity to show up in a little town at a stable and find a baby, according to a prophecy. And I half wonder if Mary told them about Micah. And that great prophecy. And guess where you're standing right now, boys? You're in Bethlehem. This is where the ruler comes. And why did an angel come talk to you? All of a sudden, all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together, and you're looking at it. So I know what that is. Hey, you know when you put a, a puzzle together? You know puzzles, like jigsaw puzzle? You start putting together, and you realize... That's not a horse. I thought it was going to be a horse. No, that's an elephant because you see enough of it that you recognize it. What if your relationship with God was similar? You start putting the pieces together and following out of faithfulness and obedience and over time, God starts giving you a picture of what it really looks like. What it, what's it? Us, life, him, his son. Purpose meaning fortune. That's what we're to take, I think, from the Christmas story and the way to Bethlehem is it's not easy. Right? And, and we skipped a little piece. See, uh, we did beginning of Luke last week. We did most of two... Luke 1 last week, we did most of chapter 2, but there's an there's a end to chapter 1 that really makes a lot more sense after you understand all the difficulty that she went through in this posture of fear, favor, and fortune. They call it Mary's Song, and it's a great section. And I want this to be your attitude, your approach, your perspective. And I saved it for the end on purpose. Because Luke puts it smack dab in the middle of the story. Of Mary's story in the Christmas thing. Luke puts it smack dab in the middle. And Mary said, Luke 1.46, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servants for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Amen? Let us have that attitude. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the Christmas story. And thank you, for Lord, for opportunity. May we look at each of our scenarios, each of our situations as an opportunity where we have a choice. On our way to you, we have a shot at fear, favor, and fortune. I thank you, Lord, for the idea that we, we get to make a choice, that we get to be part of the process. I pray, Lord, you help us in how we make those decisions, that you guide us toward our own good, in spite of the fears, in spite of the discomfort or the cost, that you would put us on that journey. I thank you that Mary had the faith to do it. Shepherds as well. I think for today, Lord, I pray more importantly for those in this room that they would have the faith to do it as well. If you're here this morning and you never started your journey with God, you can say it very simply. God, I start my journey with you today. Start filling in the pieces for me, Lord. And honor your son. Thanks for what he did on the cross. And you're in. You have access to all the future decisions and following him on that journey and being part of it. God bless those who've made that decision. We thank you for the offering, Lord, that we're about to receive. Pray that you would use it. Pray this in your son's name. Amen. Uh, Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock and 4.30. Uh, hope you'll be at one or both. We do both at this church. Uh, if you've never been baptized, we love offering that on Christmas Eve and Easter. You know, if you're a little nervous about Christmas Eve, yeah, you got some time till Easter, right? But if you're interested in being baptized Christmas Eve, right here, where the camel went by during the play. Did you see it? It's cute. Uh, got a baptism right there. Uh, come see Brent or uh, Bryce, myself. All right. Uh, until then and beyond then, may you choose the journey and then experience fortune. Amen. Go with him. <laughs>